the bones and in the back. Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts, witches, thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. We shall be back. 300 years later, it's Halloween Eve, and they're back. We are home. Are you boys a little old to be trick or treating? Yes, we should. And and actually, before we kick off the episode, I just want to say one other thing, which I know you're going to ask me to cut, so I will cut it. But okay. I will say, in in the ten years I've known you, uh-huh. the funniest thing you've ever said is the thing you said last week about Gina Rodriguez <laughs> singing <laughs> the theme song to Batman. And dun 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 Batman, but instead of dun 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 dun, she's just saying the N word. N word, N word, N word, N word. Just, I mean, you know what? You can keep that in because I'm proud of that. I, you know, just don't okay. don't put it in writing. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But yeah, it's not your fault that it's her favorite thing to do is say the N word. Oh God, she. Uh, I just. It wasn't, like, she didn't even have to, first of all, you don't have to be posting stories every five seconds, and you don't have to be posting stories every five seconds of you getting your hair cut or whatever she was doing, and singing, like, lip sync. The set, the set, yeah, the the thing that got her in trouble the second time, I remember very specifically, because I texted you, and I said, Gina Rodriguez is in trouble for saying the N-word, and you said, no, that happened a year ago, and I said, no, it happened again. <laughs> she was, she was getting uh, her hair done, and she was rapping along with a Lauren Hill album and said the n-word yeah that's the thing that's like people get so offended when I'm like no you don't really have to post every single moment of your life on Instagram and that's like the perfect example it's like I you don't need to show that first of all that you're getting your hair cut nobody cares second what that's cringy to watch people lip sync I'm sorry everyone on TikTok but oh my god and even worse when you do an n-word Okay, yeah, you're saying those are all bad, but what if you had gotten in trouble like a year earlier for saying a bunch of really questionable anti-black <laughs> stuff on a radio show? She thought she was untouchable. I don't know. She, You know, she went to NYU. It just, it's, <laughs> it, it tracks. Well, you know, uh, you know how I feel about Jane the Virgin. I think, you know, it's very original. It's amazing. I loved it. And everyone in it is super hot, so you know I'm a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and just um, you know, I just feel bad for her because she loved the N word so much. She kept saying it, and now she's doing a fucking Batman podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dove sounded down, trodden and dejected, crestfallen, grief stricken and exhausted, trapped in my room while the house was burning to the motherfucking ground. Trouble, troil and trouble. I said troil instead of toil, but it's okay because we're here. It's probably should have known better. <laughs> I am one of your co-hosts, Nadia Vasquez. And as always, I am joined by my brother in comedy, Tony Tinocchio. Okay, so a couple missed puns right off the bat. So I didn't prepare. Uh, that was improvised. Should have been, been ghost. Should have been co-ghost. Fuck. Easiest thing in the world. Tony Ginocchio, 
bony Ginocchio. Like, just easy. Uh, I would say... Uh, I have had trouble coming up with, like, Crypt Keeper-style puns for our title, but I would go with probably should have grown deader. Wow. I think might work. Uh, I'm so, furious. So, folks, welcome to... This is see. This is the well, difference between Tony and I. Is I don't put any effort into it, and he prepares way ahead of time. My I, bad. I do, um, folks. It's it's our spooky episode, um, and uh, it's spooky. We're still in the live action Disney season, so there's one extremely obvious pick <laughs> that we have for today. It's Hocus Pocus. It's Hocus Pocus, obviously. It was always going to be Hocus Pocus. 1993, directed by Kenny Ortega. The film that dares to ask the question, can you make anything a classic if you put it on cable enough times? (laughs) A movie that uh, this month will be airing on primetime on Freeform, the new name for ABC Family, uh, 13 times, uh, which is the Mm, spookiest number. So spooky. And uh, it was a movie that, when it first came out, flopped in theaters and was, I would say, at best received lukewarmly by critics Mm -hmm. who said this is mainly a waste of time. And by merely putting it on cable as much as they possibly could every Halloween, Disney (laughs) forced this into classic status. Of course, it also helps that the three leads in the film are uh, Kathy Najimy. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker in, I will say, her best written role of all time, and the incomparable Bette Midler. (laughs) Um, The, uh, you know, I mean, you guys guys have fucking seen this film. I don't even know (laughs) if we need to, like, summarize the plot for you. Yeah, let's do it because I'm sure there's someone out there whose kid is listening with them along in the car on the way to school, and they are like, I am too little to watch this, and I want to know if it is too scary for me. Okay, excellent. So if you're listening to this with your kid in the car, <laughs> and I've already said fucking, and I'm pretty sure the cold open was about how much John Green loves cock. So <laughs> the movie focuses on uh, Max, who's so fucking cool, man. He's the coolest kid in the world. Fuck yeah, he's from he's L.A., mo- dude. He's moved from Hollywood to the Hollywood of New England, which is Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> and uh, there are there is a, a, a urban legend in that city about the, the Sanderson sisters, three witches who were executed during the Salem witch trials, which this movie presents as a good, happy event yeah. in the course of world history. I didn't think that was a thing. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Max, who is just unbelievably horny for one of his classmates, Allison, uh, in a desperate bid to impress her, uh, takes her to the Sanderson sisters' historic house on Halloween, um, and he lights the black flame candle, uh, which uh, legend has it, if a virgin lights the black flame candle on Halloween, the sisters will come back to life for one night. They come back to life. It's Pat Midler, it's Kathy and Jamie, and it's Sarah Jessica Parker. And uh, they play, uh, respectively, Winifred, Mary, and Sarah, the sister who fucks. And so uh, <laughs> they kind of, they, they are desperate to uh, brew a magic potion and suck the life force out of a child. 
uh, in a weird sort of Freudian imagery, which is reinforced perpetually by Sarah Jessica Parker asking if she can play with the boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, they kind of chase Max, Allison, and Max's sister uh, across Salem, Massachusetts. Max, Allison, and Max's sister Danny are aided by a talking cat inhabited by the spirit of a boy from 1693 who uh, watched (laughs) the witches kill his sister. I know this is getting a little convoluted, (laughs) (laughs) ultimately uh the children do everything wrong uh but manage to successfully run out the clock (laughs) yeah they didn't do anything the 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 actual triumphant moment is just the sun came up right and so and also also bears mentioning the witches had the children and the potion to live forever but specifically abandoned their plan to pursue danny out of spite basically right yeah it, so, it's so this great. is bad. <laughs> this is not a good movie. But and they're like, no, it's a classic. It's act. Go back and watch it. It's not actually very good at it's all. It's not. I was but, really sad. <laughs> what is interesting is that they told Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy. They clearly told them, guys, this movie's stupid. Just kind of have fun with it. Like, mm-hmm. and, and they do. They go way over the top. The, the three of them are super fun to watch. Yes. Um, I was rooting and, and for then, them most of the time. Right. And then you take, then the director took the child actors aside and for some reason told them, we're making the most serious movie that will ever be made. <laughs> and you need to treat this like the most high stakes drama yeah, you well, I have a question for you, Tony. Is this movie camp if everyone in it is in a different movie? It, it, this this legit is everyone in a different movie. I mean, it's <laughs> nuts. Um, it's, it's interesting and, and, I, that I, I actually, when we watched it, or I watched it, we didn't watch it together. I wish we could. That'd be fun. But... uh I realized that I had never watched it from the very beginning to the very end because it was just always on TV. And right. I was like, oh, there's Binks as a boy? Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's t- a tough one to watch in chronological order. <laughs> yeah, it's better when you watch it in snippets and then kind of piece it together in your mind days later. Um, best, yeah, best if you really just kind of watch it out of order, in chunks, with commercials in between, and when you can flip to something else during the commercial breaks. (laughs) And then even if you miss the first few minutes because the other thing you found was a little more interesting, like, it's fine. Like, you're like, okay, I'm caught up. Um, And and so, uh, like I said, you know, Bette Midler, great. Amazing. Way over the top and hilarious. Just great. Uh, Kathy Najimy, uh, the voice of Peggy Hill herself, mm-hmm. um, also in Sister Act, another another great movie. Um, she's great, very funny, great comedic timing, love it. Sarah Jessica Parker, good. Strange that she's so fucking horny. She's so horny. I mean, and in every Disney movie, there is a horny character. I'm glad it. Wait, well, actually, there's two in this one because it's the boy. <laughs> And Sarah Jessica Right, yeah. Parker. No, Max is horny too, yeah. <sighs> I'm so uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Uh, weird that she's horny all the time and has her, uh, uh, I don't want to say has her titties her t- out. Um, she has her titties out. She has her titties out. She, she Her decol- <laughs> her decolletage is exposed. And there's there's one scene in particular where she, it's when the, the um, fire sprinklers go off. Oh, and right. And she's 
she's soaking wet and jumping up and down and has her eyes closed and her tongue out. And I'm like, did they make this just so dads could pause it on this frame to jerk off? Uh, oh, and no. So... Oh, no. The Tony mindset <laughs> is back. The fucked up mindset is back. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, not my favorite movie that we've watched <laughs> so far. Yeah. Um, kind of weird that it is um such a staple of the season and i think a testament to how little uh how how shallow the halloween portfolio at disney really is <laughs> yes it's true yeah it's not um, um it's not my favorite holiday film <laughs> it is one i think one of bet midler's best character roles for sure sure i think she's so it's good. better than it's better than her playing the therapist in What Women Want. Oh, yeah. Telling Mel Gibson, you know, you could actually rule the world with this power. Oh, right. <laughs> well, we all know that was because a man wrote that script. Um, right, exactly. But, you know, it's funny because I'm a really big fan of Bette Midler. I don't know if you know this. In high school, we had this project called the Women's Place Project where we would invite, quote unquote, invite women to come eat and we would like decorate a place setting for them. And I picked Bed Midler because she did a okay. lot of environmental work and I thought she was really cool in big business. And I like <laughs> featured Hocus Pocus as a really big part of her little woman's place thing. And oh, yeah. I should have had better taste back then. <laughs> I, I, it, she's, uh. she's better than this. She is better than this. I, I, all three of the leads are better than this, and I'm not really sure. Um, not really sure how we how we got to this movie being made. Um, but uh, the two main messages that I took away from this movie: one, were that the Salem witch trials are good, which does not <laughs> seem correct. No. And then the second message is uh, being horny will kill you, which I actually do approve of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very Catholic. I like that. <laughs> Um, but but before we get into the the real nitty gritty of the film, Nadia, um, what what historical background should we know uh, before diving into Hocus Pocus? Well, okay, so I covered 1993 in three different episodes we've already recorded. So I did very busy year for us. Very busy year. So I did the standard pop culture breakdown in our Dave episode. And then uh-huh. I covered LGBTQIA plus history in our Mrs. Doubtfire episode, which I remember specifically was to spite J.K. Rowling. And then I did an SNL history for our Coneheads episode. All three of those <laughs> movies came out at the same time as Hocus Pocus. So today I'm going to give you some fun Halloween specific former current events. So, Tony, if you don't mind when you edit this, because you add some spooky music underneath. Uh, yeah, if I can find something that I don't have to pay royalties for, absolutely. Royalty or free. it might be another Jeff Rosenstock tune. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? In 1517, Martin Luther posted his 95 theses on the door of the castle church in Wittenberg, Germany. Look, Ooh. and I know I'm I know I'm Catholic and everything, but uh, that was still baller as hell when he did that. Yes. Ooh. 
okay. In 1864, Nevada joined the United States. Scary. Ooh. So the U.S. Congress was anxious to have the support of Nevada because it was majority Republican there, mm. and for because they wanted to. Um, re-elect Abraham Lincoln. So mm -hmm. they, Congress, pulled a fast one and admitted uh, Nevada as its 36th state in the Union. And just for my own uh, benefit, I also included that the land was previously owned by Mexico in 1846, but the U.S. and Mexico signed the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, ending the Mexican-American War and transferring the land to the U.S. government, which is spooky. <laughs> okay. Halloween. 1922, Benito Mussolini becomes the Prime Minister of Italy. Oh, and yeah, not I, a fan. Not a I, fan. I looked up scary in Italian, and it's alarmante. <laughs> okay. Halloween, 1926, magician Harry Houdini dies of gangrene and peritonitis that developed after his appendix ruptured after an unexpected punch to the stomach a few days earlier. Ooh. Spooky. All right. Halloween, 1941. Mount Rushmore is completed. Horrifying. Yeah, actually kind of bad, I guess, if you Very consider um, the... Yeah, the indigenous land that they desecrated. Yeah, it's the sacred... It's What is it called? Sacred Mountain? I think. Uh, it's, um, it's in the black... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Halloween 1969. Nice. Walmart Incorporated in Arkansas. Spine chilling for unions everywhere. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Halloween, 1991, Are You Afraid of the Dark, premiered on Nickelodeon, blood-curdling. Uh, and the worst part of Halloween, it's Scorpio season. Ah! All right, that's it. Um, okay, what about <laughs> when Donald Trump was president? Do you remember when the kids came trick-or-treating to the White House and the kid came up in the big minion outfit? <laughs> He put the candy. He, he just put the candy bar on top of his head. <laughs> I hope you're and still like, playing the spooky music while we talk about that. Yeah, and like, look, I don't miss the man, but I miss that event specifically. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I hope you enjoyed our spooky former current events. There wasn't a lot that happened during Halloween in the last. Well, you know, and. It, however many years well the, the way i think of it nadia and it kind of plays into the plot of this movie too is it's like you know in buffy how like the vampires all sit out halloween right yeah right because there's like this is just there's too much shit going on like i don't want to deal with this yeah um i feel like that's sometimes what the world is like yeah i agree i agree 100 percent. i think if i were some sort of spooky creature i would also sit out halloween it's just it's too cliche you know yeah. I, I think i'd yeah. be more of like a punk rock ghoul <laughs> well so you'd be basically you would be someone who currently exists which is frankie in my chemical romance <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's a scorpio he was born on halloween anyway I know oh that too, is spooky i know too much about him <laughs> Um, well, uh, shall we uh, begin and open on 17th century 
Salem, Massachusetts. I mean, I fucking guess so. <laughs> this this movie kind of blows, dude. It's really not good. Um, I would. It's not say. terrible, but it's also like a slow. It's not. It's not terrible, and it's only ninety minutes, but it's not good. The problem is you have like some A plus performances from the three leads stapled to an F minus script. <laughs> um, so we can we can kind of. Uh, we can kind of breeze through this early part. They still say V and thou a lot, like, uh, yeah. like they're covering a bunch of Joanna Newsom songs. Um, <laughs> everyone and, has ponytails. Everyone has ponytails. So uh, we, we are introduced to Thackeray Banks, who's this, uh, you know, teenage boy, and his sister has been taken, his younger sister has been taken by the witches. So he sneaks into the witch's house. He's hiding out in the balcony. He's sweating gallons of sweat for some fucking reason um it's massachusetts in october like he doesn't need to be sweating (laughs) if anything he should be wearing a coat yeah um and so uh basically these these three old crones uh (laughs) kill thackeray's sister and you suck out her life force and become uh, r- relatively younger, like Bette Midler is like, ah, I'm younger. Yeah. Uh, and Sarah Jessica Parker, Sarah Jessica Parker's like, I'm beautiful. My titties are out now. Um, <laughs> specifically says the boys will love me. Um, and and then uh, then Thackeray Binks uh, confronts them. Yeah, he tries to save his sister because I mean I know no, I know very few siblings. Who would be like, let me kill myself to save you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he he did. Also, his name is Thackeray. Th- Thackeray, not Zachary. I didn't like that. Um, but yeah, he, he, he confronts them before they totally kill her. And is like, you are horrible witches. Then they kill his sister. And then they uh, curse him to live forever with his guilt. Yes. So uh, as a cat, as a cat, that's that's the real insult there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's it. That's like and then I think we get the title card in there somewhere. And uh, then we get uh, that. And then again, this fucking blows my mind. But we get witches being persecuted and hanged for witchcraft, which. Yeah is a thing that really happened in the in massachusetts except that witches weren't real in real life it was just it was just women were being hanged because people didn't like them yeah it wasn't great also i thought it was interesting that a disney movie showed a hanging shows a hanging like their feet were dangling that's dark Uh, so yeah, uh, they do that, um, but it's—I mean—it's just crazy. It's like good thing they hunted down those witches. It's like a literal witch hunt, which is supposed to be a metaphor for like accusations that get blown way out of proportion, or the persecution of rightful President Donald Trump. <laughs> oh God! But but, but uh, yeah, it is funny to see that play out, and then we jump ahead three hundred years uh to max in his junior high classroom and let me tell you something about max he's cool as fuck he wears tie-dye i think he's in high school to be fair uh he 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 wears tie-dye he's got that nick carter hair with the part down the the middle that the kids are wearing (laughs) these days again and he's got like 
if if the only thing he's missing is puka shells yeah and he doesn't believe in this town urban legend that people fucking are horny about that that was the most insane like because he was like halloween was just invented by the candy company which is like stupid like it does yeah there's like a historical origin of halloween which like most children have heard of yeah (laughs) so he's not buying that but what was surprising to me was just how fucking into the witches the town was they're like no this is all fucking real max i've never been to salem massachusetts i'm assuming that they are into it but in a way that's like we feel bad about this you know what i mean like you assume you assume it's like keeping their economy afloat, right? Like tourists right. are coming in and it's like, yeah, it's like, and everybody's kind of rolling their eyes. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think they would be super into it. They love it. They were like, they, it is like when you insult TikTok and people get all riled up about how much you just don't have the right, yes. al- like you don't have the right content on your algorithm, but you have to keep going. Yeah. You have to keep watching so that it like t- Kate taters to you. Like that is what it was like when he said he didn't believe in the Sanderson sisters. It's like Max is in a way Martin Scorsese. And no. <laughs> everyone else in his classroom are people that are really excited for Marvel's The Eternals. And so, <laughs> they're just actually, I like, really like this. I really like this. They're like, Max, why can't you let people enjoy things, okay? And Max is like, you know, you guys seem to be getting really defensive to a point where it's actually quite unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like really concerned that you guys are so intense about this. And yeah. in, instead of just kind of like writing it off and it's just like whatever i'm fucking cool he goes and slips his phone number to the hottest girl in school in front of everyone in front of everyone like stops class to do it I, <laughs> like, he is not cool enough very, uh, like to pull that off for for stops class to ask out to ask out the girl who just owned him on the origin of halloween (laughs) he loves he loved it he loved to be woman splained too it's just it's just like i mean so he just like hands him hands her his number um and then uh and then she accosts him outside of school and she's like hey and she gives him a piece of paper and it's just the piece of paper he gave her. Yeah. <laughs> Just any sw- event. She swerved him so hard. It's actually very, very good move. Very good move. So Max is having a shitty day. It's about to get worse. Oh, no, because he's going to meet the cool guys, Ice and the other guy. Uh, Jay, Jay. Uh, I believe. I have a um, meme. I have so- a meme where it's the Jay pointing to that guy who has the haircut that says Ice, and it says, yes. fuck Ice. Yeah. <laughs> I love that meme. Yeah, a... Abolish ice, guys. Oh. <laughs> and so, uh, it, it, yeah, so it's two bullies and they take his shoes. Um, and I think they're stoners, but they can't do that in a Disney movie. So it's actually yeah. kind of ambiguously <laughs> written. Yeah, I really um, wish that they and, were like toking up on a grave in a graveyard. That would be tight. Yeah, that would be very tight. Um, so Max is miserable. He goes home. He lies in his bed, and uh, then this is the weirdest fucking thing. Fucking, um, he, he might as well just start beating off, is what he was, they... He was, 
Like what the fu- so so we have the POV from inside his closet through the slats in the door, and he walks yeah. in, basically b- takes off his pants and then starts yeah. snuggling. He starts dry humping his pillow and calling it Allison, and I'm not out out loud out loud, and I'm not exaggerating. That is what happens in this scene. <laughs> And then his little sister, who is this POV that we're looking through, jumps out of the closet and scares him. (laughs) Truly, truly nightmare scenario for any therapist, which is I was doing the loudest J.O. session and then my sister jumped into the bed. (laughs) But what about for her? I was trying to scare my brother and then he ended up scaring me. Yeah, and now I have a lot of questions. Um, so we meet Danny. This is um, the sister, uh, and she's uh, grade school age. She's still excited to go trick-or-treating. Max is obviously in a bad mood, and it's kind of at this point in the movie that Max transforms into the non-ironic version of Paul Rudd's character in Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> yes, similar hair, too. And he, she says so that... Just... He, what was that? Oh, go ahead. No, and she was like, you are taking me trick-or-treating because mom and dad are going to a party because they had kids and decided not to take care of them. And he's like, but I don't want to. And she's like, well, you have to. And so he is forced to take her trick-or-treating, which is like <laughs> not, is so- a great, not a great way to like treat your family. No, it's just like, this is so stupid, and then angrily sits down at a drum set and starts drumming on it. You know that he had that, like, on his resume when they were auditioning, and they're like, oh, you played the drums? So we're going to make sure to put that on set. We're going to work that in. Uh, just imagine if they had cast a bassoon player, and then he had to, like, <laughs> angrily play bassoon. That's... <laughs> I would totally love that. But, yeah, so now he does have to go take... Uh, her trick-or-treating and he wears a hat and that's his costume because he's a rap artist just really half-assing it um shouts out here to uh max and danny's dad who is of course former snl cast member charles rocket uh this was one year before he would star in previous podcast selection it's pat and i believe three years before he would take his own life oh my god is that true? Yes, he did. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, geez. All right. I don't well, think it was because of this movie. I mean, I hope not. So so they go trick-or-treating, <laughs> and uh, they end up at Allison's house, and I had trouble figuring out what was going on at Allison's house, Nadia. I feel <laughs> like her, her parents... Based on the size of the house. I feel like they're very important people in... Right, they're rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, didn't she mention that there was a the Sanderson Sisters Museum and then her mom ran it, possibly? So I'm assuming that they're part of, like, maybe the local government of some kind. So they're, sh- they're okay. like, throwing a party. But these are all context clues that I have found throughout the movie instead of them just explaining it. But also, everyone is specifically dressed like they're a classical music composer from 1750. Everyone's in that Marie Antoinette movie with Kristen Dunst. Yes! Yeah! That's exactly what it is. And I don't know if it's like the fucking, um, like in Booksmart, where they're like, we're having a murder mystery party for graduation. Like, (laughs) I don't know if it's that. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, I think and, we gotta uh, we gotta think about it budget wise. They're like they just <laughs> finished filming this one movie about 
the Fran the French. <laughs> so let's just use yeah, the all Fre- of those. French Revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Fine. I'll take that. Um, but then, uh, so Max and Danny are like, "Oh, uh, hey, Allison, nice to nice to see you." And Max is like trying really hard to be cool, and Danny is like, "My brother cannot stop thinking about Iraq." <laughs> your yabos. Yeah, it's... well, your your titties. Yeah, her titties are also akimbo, and <laughs> she is a child. She, she is. I didn't love this exchange of dialogue, considering that it involved children. It's not the worst exchange we'll have in the movie, but no. it's also not good. It is questionable. So, it is. That so, is the one thing on Common Sense Media that was mentioned in every single review. <laughs> so, parents, uh, again, if you're listening to our podcast to assess whether this film is going to be a fun one to watch with your kids, uh, so so far you would have seen a uh, hanging. <laughs> uh you you would have had uh you would have had uh, some discussion about like a 14 year old girl's uh, uh breasts uh and uh and i would say that's enough right like do you yeah. need me to keep going no that's plenty but unfortunately there's okay. more <laughs> because uh she the what's her name the, the uh, hot girl allison is the girl Okay. Yeah, Allison's the hot girl. I mean, I don't think she's hot. I, I don't I, either. I have grown-up taste. Me too. So Allison yeah. tells the tiny baby, she's Danny, she's like, oh, yeah, there's the Sanderson Sisters Museum, and but it closed. But, you you know, they say that there's this little black cat that guards it so that nobody lights the, black, the flesh black. candle. Yeah, black flame candle made from human fat or whatever. Yeah, and so she, so and what's his nuts, Max? He's like, you know what? I I think you should make a believer out of me. We should go to the museum and check it out. He just yeah. wants to hang out with her. And it's just horniness. It's pure horniness. It's pure horniness. And Danny is like, why don't you just ask her out to dinner in a movie like a normal person? But this like is like a normal person. <laughs> he is cool. He wears tie dye. He has a lighter that he likes to flourish about, and so they go. <laughs> and and she kind of shows them around and it's very it's very spooky and interesting that that town instead of burning it down after they killed the witches left it preserved forever well, Nadia, if they don't learn from history they're doomed to repeat it oh, uh, and right 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 i do but you make a good point which is he does have a zippo lighter that he like he lights by f- by lifting up his leg and flicking against his shoe. And he does that like eight times in this movie. Yeah, no, he really loves that lighter. He's like, my props. I got to work with my props. <laughs> and so they find they find the book. The book is this magical book of spells made from the flesh of a human with like a human eyeball in it. Given, yeah, given to Winifred by Satan himself. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I got to yeah. say, I thought that was cool. Uh, uh that was cool. And then Max is like, hey, man, there's that candle. Time to light it up. And and Allison and Danny are like, hey, um, let's not do that. Don't do uh, that. Because that's a fucked up thing to do. And, you know, I'm feeling a little creepy and we're children. Right. Uh, so he goes to light the candle and a cat attacks him. Meow. So we get a little... <laughs> was that good? So we get... We, that was great. Uh, we get a little. I'll put some reverb on that uh, too, if I <laughs> Thank can. You. Um, 
we get a little uh, jump scare, right, with the cat. Yes. And then... Spooky. And then uh, Danny and Allison are like, Max, let's just go now, okay? But now Max is like, no, now I need to light the candle to spite this cat. Fuck this cat. And then he (laughs) flourishes his Zippo one more time in the most elaborate way. And uh-huh. he lights it. But what does he say before? What does he say before he lights the candle, Nadia? I don't know. <laughs> he he says he says you guys don't believe this stuff, right? You know it's Hell all yeah. just a. <laughs> he says, "Come on, guys. You know it's just a whole bunch of hocus pocus." I love when they say the title and, of the movie. And then Danny yells out, "But if you light that candle, that's some real risky business." And so. <laughs> You know what's really funny? I thought in my head, I was like, what if there was this other version where they were like, don't light the candle? And he's like, okay. And then the movie ends. <laughs> Honestly. And then you're like, wait, why did I watch the whole first part with the fucking with the fucking witches in it if they're not going to come back? It doesn't matter. It's over. <laughs> it would have yeah, been so uh, much better. I wish. But, you know, we instead see a cgi this is like 1990s cgi black flame candle and they're <laughs> fucked there's like just like and you can see it on max's face right away he's like this is not okay that i did this <laughs> just <laughs> he's like oh no they know i'm a virgin and well then- and that's the uh, that's the other fucking thing i'm sorry no let's talk about the virgin thing for a second because <laughs> Because this is a movie that prompted children everywhere to ask their parents what a virgin was. Yeah. And to all our to all our virgin listeners out there, which I know is most of you. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Uh, congratulations on protecting your flower. But the idea here <laughs> is, like, it's not just that the black flame candle has to be lit on Halloween. It's that a virgin has to light the black flame candle. And he's, and Max is like, yep, that's definitely me. Gonna be me. You hear that, Allison? Never fucked, not even once. That's me, Max, the boy who's never fucked. That's me. I hope you'll reconsider going out with me. <laughs> He's like 14. It's disgusting. Yeah, but, and, and the other thing, yeah, yeah. That really bothers me. He's too young for that to happen. Also, by the end of the movie, you know by this time next year he won't be a virgin. Because they're so horny <laughs> for each other. And that was disturbing. Just like the context clues enough. But so, okay. So then we get the best 1993 special effects. We got green lights under the floorboards that also are kind of kicking up. The doors fly open. Gusts of wind fly through. The book's eye opens. And the Sanderson sisters are back. Holy fuck. That was the cool. That was pretty fucking tight. That that was an okay sequence. Again, it's just like because the whole time you're like, when are these fucking kids going to get off the screen? And I can see yeah. Brett Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy and Jimmy again. Uh, and it's now. It's now. So it's good now. for them on that. Um, let me see here. Uh, I will say, you know, so they run into, they're looking around. Kathy and Jimmy can smell children. So she's like, I smell children. I mean, anybody <laughs> can smell children. That's they stink. True. That's a very good Speaking as someone with a child in the household, children smell. They like, smell. They're <laughs> smelly. It's cute. They're small. They have tiny bo. It's fine. <laughs> like so... I, I don't think it's any kind of like special power to be like, "There's a kid in here." It's like, yeah, y- we know. 
So, the first one they find is Danny, who is dressed as a witch for Halloween. And you know what? Props to Danny for having Mm -hmm. the presence of mind to be like, I'm going to pretend to be a witch. Yeah, except she's a child. Yeah, they figure it out right away. Yeah. Just see right through it. She has Uh, lipstick on, but that's not going to stop them (laughs) from realizing that she's a tiny baby. So that doesn't work. Um, and then uh, basically they all, um, they find Allison, they find Max. Everybody fucking runs. Um, and Max gets detained by the cat who says to him, nice going, Max. And he's like, wait, shit, the cat talks too? We're so fucked. Yeah, and he tries to stop them by, is that the the, the rain of death or whatever? Rain of death, yeah, rain yeah, of death. Yeah, so he goes to the sprinkler system that everything in that fucking cottage was preserved for 300 years but they also installed a sprinkler system just in case and so it he was turned- to, they had to keep it up to code <laughs> right right so he turns that on again by flourishing his diplo lighter against his shoe <laughs> and turning it on and saying this is the black rain of death and then steals the book while the witches cower away from this mm-hmm. rain and then unfortunately they discover that it's just fucking water and yeah. but we do get to see sarah jessica parker Basically, Hell yes. In a wet t-shirt situation. Yes. And it's not, sorry, it's not until further down the outline, but um, I wrote, would you have sex with Sarah Jessica Parker? And I've given it some thought and I've decided the answer is yes. Yeah, I mean, she's crazy. <laughs> she's, it's it's you know gotta be good. Freak. You know she's a freak. It's gotta be good. <laughs> uh, but uh, she And is she's like been dead she... for 300 years, so she's got a lot of energy. Anyways, so they keep running, and they, you know, can we hold on one second? Because there's a spider on my microphone. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so it. spooky. Don't kill it's it. It's very spooky. Trap it. No, I, I think, well, hang on. I think I lost it. So, Uh-oh. Oh, no, there it is. It's in your hang mouth. On. Hang on one second. One second. I really hope that he keeps this in because the banging of the microphone with the yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be such a fun edit. Okay, please, please keep the edit because the sound of you killing the spider is absolutely hilarious. I just i I don't think I killed it. I think I dropped it. I oh no! I think it's on the floor somewhere. Is it big? Yeah. No, no, it's fine, and I don't like care. It can't hurt me. But um, it could it could bite you. I'd rather not distract me. Um, okay, yeah, I'll probably keep that all in. So that's just a little Easter egg for you, <laughs> a little behind the scenes for the fans. Hey, we run and we get to the graveyard. <laughs> oh my god, that was listen. If whatever whatever happens with this episode, that was the spookiest thing that could have happened for us. <laughs> like very on brand. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, we're at the graveyard. I feel something on me i'm gonna be like is that the spider okay we're at the graveyard oh no. because uh, oh go ahead now i'm like looking around to see if there's spiders in my place but um okay so they're at the graveyard which we all know according to the cat is hallowed ground and yeah, so the witches is... can't step foot on it but they can hover about an inch away from the ground <laughs> just just reach and grab you like just the easiest fucking loophole uh to get you so there's like uh 
There's a zombie somewhere. They resurrect one of their old exes. It's two uh, of their old exes. Oh, it is. There's like a there's like a backstory with the ex, according to the cat Binks. He says that she the this dude Billy was dating Winifred, and then mm. and then he fucked his uh, her sister Sarah because she's super horny. The hot one. The uh-huh. hot one. Yeah. Yeah. And then she killed him. She killed him for that, which I think feminism good job and so she (laughs) she killed him and then sealed his mouth shut so that he even in death could not share their secrets okay um the i think i think the sex would be crazier with winifred than sarah jessica (laughs) parker because like i feel like sarah jessica parker it's like very on the nose it's like yeah but like bet midler's well you know what it is is it's probably winifred probably tries harder (laughs) yes totally a hundred percent she she like yeah i understand yeah. what you're saying so uh so folks uh just tweet at us with your ranking of which sanderson sisters you would be most honestly you kathy, most want to fuck let's be real though kathy najimi is the best one in bed because of that mouth that goes sideways <laughs> <laughs> And she's got a really specific sense of smell. <laughs> you know, I really think this this could turn out to be our finest episode. <laughs> uh, okay, girl, what that mouth do? It goes sideways. I laughed so hard I started to sweat. Let's move on. Uh, so they get out of the graveyard. They go down into the sewers. And this is my favorite part of the movie. The first of three times we just get extended exposition into how the rules of the witches work. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> just like they're alive, but they're only alive for one night. And what they need to do is suck the life force out of another child. And if they do, they'll live forever. But if they don't, before the sun comes up, they'll die. So right. they're going to explain that a couple more times. Well, I well, I had that question. I was like, if they're back and they are younger than they were at the beginning of the movie, does that mean that they have to keep sucking the souls out of children? Or is it a one-time deal where they have to suck out a bunch of them and then they turn into infants like a Benjamin Button kind of thing? Oh, that's a great question. Um yeah, so they don't really go into that. Uh, they just kind of retread the steps I just described a bunch of times. It would be cool because then they'd be like baby witches, and that's scarier than adults. I you know, Babies are 100% scarier than Like adults. not even like, like uh, babies where they're like goo-goo gaga. They're like babies with like perfect speech and like yes. speak and rhyme oh, and say terrifying. thee and thou. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, now this has potential. Uh, <laughs> let's so, let's pitch this. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bang out. We can bang out 90 pages of this in a week, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so uh, so uh, the witches, meanwhile, are outside the cemetery. They've lost sight of the kids. They're real upset. And they're like, well, I guess we got to find more kids. We don't have our broomsticks. Right? Or they no, not do yet. Have their they do have their broomsticks, but yeah. they don't know where. They don't know because there's a road 
they think there's like right. this like river of blackness, but it's just like pavement. They throw Sarah Jessica Parker in there to like test it out. Like she's gonna die, it's fine. And she's like, Oh, it's a road. And then uh they find a horny bus driver. I mean, like, because that's the thing, is, like, in a perfect world, the bus driver would pull up and he'd be like, something is fucked up here and I need to call the cops. But instead, they get the one Italian bus driver in Massachusetts. <laughs> is he Italian? Who's just like, uh, he's just like, hey, ladies, yeah, this is a bus and it can take you uh, anywhere your heart desires. So I didn't uh, think he looked um, Italian, and- but he's definitely Italian coded. He's definitely Italian. <laughs> He's definitely Italian X coded. <laughs> and, and he and 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 this is fucked up. It, like I interpreted this scene wrong at first. I interpreted oh. it very fucked up. And then my wife told me because my wife and I watched this one together, and she was like, "Wow, this wasn't good at all." Uh, and she <laughs> and and uh, then my wife explained to me how the scene works, and it's arguably more fucked up. Um, but what I thought happened was. The witches say to the bus driver, the bus driver is like, I can take you to your most forbidden desires. Right. And the witches say, we desire children. Yeah. And the bus driver says, yeah, it's going to take me a couple tries, but I think we can, I think we can do it. Um, And I interpreted that as to mean the witches said, we desire children. And the bus driver was like, oh, cool. They're into human trafficking. Oh my Um, God, Tony. Yeah. uh, I can make that work, which obviously is fucked up and wrong. Yeah. Um, both human trafficking and my interpretation of the scene. It's almost worse and than what it really is. What it really is. <laughs> <laughs> what it really is, is this guy is like, I'm going to pump some loads, but it might take me a few tries to get you pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to blast some loads into these three women. And yeah, we'll get them pregnant. Let's, <laughs> let's preg them up. Preg them up. <laughs> Let's bring them up. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what the scene actually is. It's also, not who is on the bus? Like, can you imagine you're on the bus? It's Halloween. <laughs> you're just, you're just like coming home from working at the stop and shop. Yeah, it's like it's been a long fucking day. You had to deal with customers buying out all the candy, and then other customers right. coming in and being like, "Where's all the candy?" And you're like, "It's sold out. It's Halloween." And then your your feet are tired. You sit on the bus, and this fucking horny bus driver is talking to the scariest women you've ever seen in your life. And then he's like, "I'm gonna <laughs> pump you full of cum." I'd, yeah. I'd get off. I would get off the bus. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you want it? Yeah, I can shoot some ropes. What's up? And, yeah. Hey, Sarah Jessica... <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. How about you come sit on my lap while I, a municipal employee, drive this bus? So safe. So safe. Uh, and he's like, you know, telling her all this gross shit and she's just smiling. You could tell Je- Sarah Jessica Parker was a little bit uncomfortable. But uh, otherwise, what... This is a kids movie. It's a movie for children, folks. Definitely the is this the horniest movie for children that we've watched? Oh. Basically it's this or Shark Tale, I feel. No, so. this is definitely hornier than Shark Tale. Yeah, I think it I, I think it has to be because like you can't fuck a fish. I mean, fish can fuck each other. Right. Okay, that's, that's true. Uh, and so, anyways. But I do think the... that Shark Tale is better than this one. Uh... I mean, it has the Catholic funeral scene with the fucking that's shark floating so to... Just, that it's still the... makes me upset. <laughs> 
And it's got that little shrimp doing the monologue where he's like, don't kill me. I've got little shrimps at home. Like, this is... Shark Tale is better than Hocus Pocus. Uh, ask me again later. Tweet uh, us. I'm not sure. Tweet us that. your thoughts. Are you team Hocus Pocus or are you team Shark Tale? Team Shark Tale. And then, again, the ranking of the Sanderson sisters in the order of how good you think they are in bed. Yes. Um, you can probably fit <laughs> both of those into one tweet, honestly. So... Yeah. Save us all a little bit of time. <laughs> so they get off the bus. People are people are trick or treating, and they don't understand what's fucking going on. They've never been to, to Halloween before. They're like, I smell, I smell children. I don't see any. I see astronauts and pirates and shit. There's one girl in an angel costume that says "Bless you," and they all freak out at that. That was a funny gag. I like that. Yeah, that was really good. The other the other great gag is of course uh, a man comes out handing out candy dressed as Satan and they think it's actually Satan and go to worship him and Satan is played by the only man that could convincingly pull off the role of the Lord of Darkness. Uh, Gary Marshall. I love him so much. Creator of Happy Days. <laughs> I love him so every every like small role that he has. Like he this this one and Never Been Kissed, he just steals the show. What yeah. a star. It is actually he is very adorable in this and then obviously Penny Marshall plays his wife. <laughs> Yeah, and he's, uh, she's he's so enthusiastic about Halloween, and he's like, come in, oh my god, I'm handing out, you know, real-sized candy bar type dude. Like, you can tell he's right. like the fave in the neighborhood, and his wife is this, like, crotchety woman. Who, like Not dressed up, watching TV. She's just really mad, and she gets pissed that he brings in some ladies. Three, three strange women into their house to just hang out. And then, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker's like, Master, will you dance with me? And then she dances all sexy on him. Um, and the wife is not having that. Um, and oh, no. it's at this point, it's at this point, I like to think Gary Marshall is having Sarah Jessica Parker grind up on him. And he's like, wow, this character is kind of an R word, but she's also horny. And that's how he got the idea for the other sister. <laughs> Tony, we're people are gonna complain about that joke. Okay, <laughs> it's so good though. Um. <laughs> um, anyways, so uh, let's see what else happens here. They get kicked out of the house. Oh, so the, there was a bars. moment. There was a very interesting moment for me where Penny Marshall yeah. gets really pissed off that they are there obviously and then they are arguably incredibly powerful witches and so they're like right oh you want us to leave you have to make us and i'm like oh fuck like in a situation like this how do you beat three incredibly powerful witches and in this case you gotta have a dog (laughs) (laughs) i think that is really funny that the tiniest yappiest dog is what gets rid of the witches i just I love it. It is. I mean, there are some cute gags in here for sure um, that, that you know, 
are, are memorable in their own way, but it's ultimately still a very stupid movie. Uh, yeah, so. not stupid in the, like, pop star never stopped, never stopping aggressive no. way. It's stupid in the way of, like, why am I watching this? This is so long. Stupid in a way that makes it bad, not stupid in a way that makes it good. Yes, but <laughs> um, unfortunately we have to leave the fun gag of the sisters and go back to the children. Yeah. Yeah, go back to the children. So they got to go to the, I mean, the just the mo- the hardest partying Halloween party in town. Just the hardest drinking, just absolute rager, which is, of course, at City Hall. Uh, and that yeah. is the City Hall Halloween party for grownups. Um, and that's where Max and Allison and Danny all run to try and find the grownups and, like, tell them what's going on. Yeah, interestingly enough, uh, when you're a child, your first instinct is not to to fix it yourself. It's always to go and get your parents' help. But because adults are terrible and don't believe in the (laughs) uh, cult, I guess, they (laughs) don't believe the children, which is like kind of a bummer and it's really really frustrating. Well, and to be fair... The children have a tough sell here, I'm going to say. <laughs> I, you know, as a as somebody who believes in all that stuff, I'd be like, are you for real? Yeah, just, just, you know, they have to tell their parents that three dead witches have come back to life. So not even that it's just regular alive witches, but that it's undead witches. So double whammy. Right, right that's there. true. That's fair. Um, also, they just want to get and, drunk because uh, you know that... Uh, Madonna mom doesn't give it up unless she's drunk. She's drunk. Yeah, she you know needs I mean? a couple in her. Yeah, mom <laughs> is dressed as uh, Cone Bra era Madonna. Um, dad is dressed as Dadula. Uh, she's no Kathy Najimy. You know what I mean? No, she's. <laughs> so, <laughs> just. I like that they like so, they don't provide any kind of backstory for these people, and we are just providing it. It's fucking profane. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Uh, so so uh, uh, basically, and by the way, if you're a parent listening with your kids in the car <laughs> at this point, and you're like, "Shit, I can't change it on my phone because I'm driving. My kids are in the car seat in the back, so they can't change it. I'm just stuck listening to all of this, just them talking about Kathy Najimy doing mouth stuff to them, and just." And if you have kids that are, like, young enough where they're, like, just learning how to speak, we're sorry that your child's first word is going to be cock. Yeah. (laughs) So, the good news is uh, the the witches do come to City Hall. They do. And it's right around the time. Yes, Max jumps onto the stage. He's like, guys, you all need to know the Sanderson sisters have returned. And the adults are like, what the fuck is going on? This is ridiculous. Um... And then, uh, and then Max is like, oh, and there they are. And then the sister, because one of them's Bette Midler, is like, well, you know how I'm going to fucking get out of this situation? We're going to do a musical number. Yep. And she does. And guess what? It's actually pretty good. It's pretty fun. It's one of the most fun sequences. And she's got, I mean, she's Bette Midler. She's got a great voice. And she sells great. the spookiness of it all. And But what we're realizing throughout is that they're actually putting a spell on all the parents how how could we have known that singing i put a spell on you actually counts as putting a spell on someone uh, who could have <laughs> guessed so, but i mean seriously with the musical number like 
Kathy and Jimmy and Sarah Jessica Parker sing backup and do backup dancing. They got a full, like, eight-piece band behind them. It is very easy for me to believe that the writers started with the musical number (laughs) and then were like, shit, we need to write 90 minutes of movie around this. Yes, I agree. I also think it's really funny that the, the actual band was singing that specific song which I'm sure did not exist in Salem 300 years ago. And she like picked it up immediately and then yeah, she knocked knows it, it she, out of the park. Oh, yeah. And oh, then, yeah, of course. And yeah, I put a spell on you. Yeah, let's do it in B flat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> but now all the parents are just, they have a spell on them legitimately that is dance until you die. Cursed to dance forever. They're not uh, leaving um not not leaving the dance hall. So now the parents are out of the equation entirely. Oh, man. Every single parent in the town is there. <laughs> Which is separately insane, yeah, by the way. Yeah, of course. Um, so, so, okay, so now we got another chase. Just so much fucking chase so all around. So much running, the, my goodness. The scenery of Salem, Massachusetts. Um, uh, so they run away. Uh, I do like that they run out of City Hall and Max, again, doing the Paul Rudd Wet Hot American Summer bit, kicks a garbage can <laughs> in a rage just to be like, ugh, this is so stupid. Why can't we kill those witches? Unbelievable. Uh, I, then... I think it would have been more fun if we didn't have a horny boy and it was three girls fighting three witches. That would have been awesome. I think that would have been really cool. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. It would have been better than this. Yeah, it would have been. But, you know, we did did forget to mention at one point that they did go to the police. Which there was... Oh, yeah. There was a guy dressed as a cop on a motorcycle. What we think is a police officer. And they're like, hey, we lit the candle. And then Danny's like, and he's a virgin. And the cop is like, are you a virgin? Which is like... It's something a little, a co- it's something a cop would do. Yes. It, <laughs> so real. I know what you're thinking. Wait, so they ran into this guy wearing a cop uniform and he asked a bunch of invasive unhelpful questions and then he did nothing to resolve the situation. But it turns out this man is actually not a sworn police officer. No, he was in costume. But I mean not much in- different from how it usually is. <laughs> um um but, <laughs> so yeah, so there's the cop uh and then uh they come up with a new plan to kill the witches which is we're going to burn them in the world's largest kiln did you have a kiln in your high school uh i i don't know because i never took like visual art classes in high school oh Um, what was your elective but i i was just all in like music i was in band basically like for three years and then i had a free period senior year uh it was very exciting being me and so (laughs) uh so are, ki- are high school kilns normally that big? I don't think so. I think they're like yeah. small, so you could put like, I don't know, an ashtray in there. Because this is like the house in Synecdoche, New York. Like this is a full freestanding building within a classroom uh, that is a kiln. I want to revisit the way you pronounce Schenectady. No, 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 no. I'm referring to the uh, Charlie Kaufman movie Synecdoche, New York. Oh! Which is 
Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's actually, I did not enjoy the movie very much at all. I saw it in theaters and it really fucking bummed me out. Aww. Philip Seymour Hoffman builds like a theater show of his life, but he has to build it in this enormous warehouse and he ke- it keeps becoming more and more recursive and it drives him insane. It's Don't watch it, guys. I didn't care for it. Roger Ebert fucking loved it, but whatever. Uh, uh, the point is... He also loved they what the witches. That's true. <laughs> they lock the witches in the kiln and burn them to death. Except... They didn't die. <laughs> they didn't die. Uh, There's so no explanation. Survived. There's no explanation. Yeah. So nothing there. And then uh, and then they celebrate. They're out in the park. They go back home. Banks is like, take good care of Danny Max. You'll never know how precious she is until a witch murders her. <laughs> And they the one part that was really sweet that my emo ass got got with, I did cry, where uh, Thora Birch, Danny, says, yeah. um, Binks, you're going to come live with us. You're part of our family now. We're going to take yes. care of you. And I was like, yes. oh, my God. So that beautiful. was sweet. That was sweet. And then they just, their parents aren't home yet. Huh, that's kind of weird. Interesting. Uh, so they all go up to the room, and they all sleep in the same room, and Danny kind of sleeps in her bunk bed, and Max uh, sleeps on his bed, and Allison, you know, snuggles up on top of Max. So one has to assume he jizzes his pants three or four times <laughs> during the course I, of the d- Wait, does that make him not a virgin? Because she was right there. So that, I mean, that's the real question, is like, does... <laughs> let's go through the bases <laughs> let, let, like that's the it's like so you assume when he like cause I just like he lights the candle the floorboards start shaking and Allison's <laughs> like what you're a virgin and he's like I thought hand stuff counted and Allison's like you've done hand stuff and he's like well like with myself <laughs> and like oh man do you think to be clear those are not lines of dialogue from the film no no we're filling that in but yes so they do fall asleep together and there is a moment where they are like smiling while their eyes are closed but then the fucking book is there and it opens its eye opens its eye looks around like when you look at your phone right after you wake up (laughs) (laughs) like a little delirious a little confused yeah and uh and the Sanderson sisters, they make their way out of the kiln, which they survive well, somehow. <laughs> they survive the kiln. Winifred calls out to the book. That's what makes it open the eye. And then, then, the book is still closed. And then, Allison, like a fucking idiot, <laughs> says, hey, how about we open that book? Well, yeah, well, they're trying to figure out how to make Binks come back as a boy. And mm-hmm. so they're like, well, the book put him in the, into the cat. Well, maybe the book will take him out of the cat. And so they open the book, and then it immediately starts okay, to glow. For, okay, and they okay, don't okay, notice? Ask, ask the cat first. Ask the cat, because <laughs> he seems to know what's going on here. Don't just make assumptions. And second, right before she opens the book, she turns to Max and says, hold my hand, which he does. So that's a fifth jizz in the pants right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry, though. I skipped through that part. But you're right. <laughs> they should have asked the cat for sure of, like, what what do we do? But the cat was sleeping. Like, let him, let the poor baby rest. It's been 300 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so the book, right, gives off this huge beacon of light that the witches are like, Oh, shit, there's the book. 
Let's and they go were get about it. they were about to just give up basically they were give like up. ready for the sun to come up and for them to turn to stone or whatever the fuck happens and they she's Win- Winifred's crying and DeCavian and Jamie's like do you want to hit me will that make you feel better doesn't make me feel better and she's like take me to the window I want to just look out into the world for one last time and then the fucking book is beaming into the sky like these kids yeah Binks told them not Fun. to open the book and then it's it's literally the scene in the mummy where the guy's like you must not read from the book this predates that by like six years Mm, um, maybe it so, inspired the mummy. Uh, uh, I hope so. No, the mummy's way better than this. Are you kidding me? I've Brandon never seen Fraser it. And Rachel Weiss. I've never. Oh, s- you would love it. I probably you would. would love it. I probably would. Yeah. Um. In any event, uh, you would you would be like half half of the movie. You'd be like, I want Brendan Fraser to do whatever he wants to me, and then the other half of the movie, you'd be like, I want Rachel Weiss to do whatever she wants to me. Ah, the bisexual's dream. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So, all that said, um, okay, so they get the book. Um, the, they open the book, didn't do anything for them except it taught them that, like, oh, if you make a circle of salt, that can protect you, which is like, great, we're going to get some salt. I learned that from Supernatural. I learned that from Supernatural. I don't need to know that now. Like, what good is that going to do? But whatever. They go into the and, kitchen and grab Morton's salt that they've covered with giant yeah, white font that says salt. I was so fucking upset they didn't keep the Morton Salt logo. <laughs> they couldn't afford it. This was a low budget. They put was, all the costume in Bette Midler's teeth. I mean, the budget. I was, I was so upset they didn't uh, do that. Now, just as a side note for you folks, uh, Morton Salt is, of course, uh, a business based here in Chicago, the greatest city in the world. Uh, the man who founded Morton Salt, Joy Morton, also endowed the Morton Arboretum. So the 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 tree museum i guess in chicago is named for him and if you go to the arboretum and you go to the gift shop you can buy joy morton's biography which is called and i'm not joking this is the actual title a man of salt and trees oh my god what an angel i hope he's a cool i hope he was a cool guy i don't know and i'm not gonna look it up so uh (laughs) we get to the most important scene in the movie which is where sarah jessica parker says i need to sing my song to make all the children horny for me oh my god yeah so her titties are out and she's leaning on titties are so they they leaning over originally they lost their original uh brooms to some little girls who were dressed as witches and so now they're on a regular broom a mop and a vacuum this is important (laughs) we're gonna this is chekhov's vacuum okay so we're gonna So Sarah Jessica Parker is riding the mop, boobies akimbo, and she's singing to the children of Salem, come to my house. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, okay. And so then these poor little babies are all zombie walking to their house. Yes. Because it's not too late. There's a couple of hours left until sunrise. They could potentially be back forever. (gasps) Yeah, so they're zombies, so for some reason they can't walk at a normal pace. But uh, they, you know, so there's this whole city of children moving towards the witch's house. It's like 20 extras. Uh, Yes. (laughs) But okay. Max and Allison and Danny are trying to say, like, no, don't do it. But that doesn't, yelling isn't going to work. And it's the only thing these kids can think of. Right. And so uh, so they get to um, 
they get to the witch's house before the rest of the children do. For some reason, Jay and Ice are there. Um, oh yeah, they cages. got they got got the two... because they uh they called they called the witches ugly out oh, on the street. Yeah, yeah. So they're in cages, and then uh, let me see. <laughs> they're being plumped uh, up by there's... eating candy. Yeah, it's just it's stupid. I took notes by hand because I was watching this one with Stacy. I'm looking through it right now. There's the daylight savings time gag, right? Oh where, yeah. Uh, they trick the witches into thinking the sun has come up by turning on their car headlights outside the window. Um, and then they run away to the graveyard. They set up a circle of salt around Danny. And the witches have made the potion. They have enough left for one child. And they're like, okay, well, all of the children are walking towards our house. Mm-hmm. We have the potion. So if we do basically nothing... We're going to become immortal, and we'll be fine. Yeah. And instead of that, now this one's on Winnie. Yeah. Instead of that. This is pride. They say, yeah, this is pride. This is, I want to chase after Danny because she called me ugly. I mean. (laughs) Go, girl. I mean, who would do that to the incomparable Bette Midler? Honestly, I understand. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, so they, so the kids are in the graveyard, like, they're hiding from the witches, because they know they can't set foot, but they can hover an inch above the ground. Um, Max brought a baseball bat with him, and he's taking some practice swings, as if, like, how does this baseball bat work again? (laughs) Yeah, and they, uh, they have befriended the zombie, Billy, because... Yeah, he's come around to their side, yeah. Because he hates Bed Midler, because she made him into a zombie, and is a bitch. And... According to him. That's his words. And he protects Danny. So everybody's just protecting Danny because she's little and frail and Bette Midler needs her soul specifically. Yeah. So uh, basically the kids do like everything wrong at this point. They run out of salt. (laughs) It's so stupid. Danny gets out of the circle of salt at one point. Yeah, she's got to help uh, Billy because he gets his head knocked off. By... Gets his head knocked off. He's a zombie. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. You will have time for that later. <laughs> and then we get to Chekhov's vacuum. So yeah. <laughs> they, because it's hallowed ground, the witches can still be in the cemetery, which I think it's like a shitty rule. It's, there should be like a bubble. But they can, yeah. like, hover over the ground, but they can't actually touch the ground. And so they're grabbing at Max, they're grabbing at Danny, and then the kids grab the uh, cord for the vacuum on Kathy Najimi's vacuum broom mm-hmm. and start pulling on her so that she will make it to the ground. Sarah Jessica Parker is reaching out to her, and then they let go of it, and they, those two ricochet off into the sky. Which I'm like, you yeah. guys are very powerful witches, like, like, Bette Midler, at, in the opening scenes of the film, like, shoots a lightning bolt out of her hand at Thackeray Binks. That is a thing which, presumably, she can do at any time in the movie. <laughs> she does it to Max, too, when they're... She does it to Max, yes. They he, wake she up. does do it, yes. And then um, doesn't use it at all. Maybe her power is like, draining, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just filling in the blanks that the movie has created. Yeah, some real holes in the mythology here, Disney. Uh, and so... Uh, so basically what happens is, um, Max drinks the potion to protect Danny, 
uh, Bette Midler starts sucking the life force out of Max, but she runs out of time because the sun comes up. That's literally it. <laughs> yeah, so she starts to smoke and turn into a statue first and then they all yeah. burst into ball or f- like beams of light from their specific yeah. character so sarah jessica parker's is purple kathy and Jimmy yeah. is uh i think green and so is i think you're right yeah Bette midler she's like a darker green <laughs> <laughs> at this at this point in my notes i was just um writing the lyrics to the night the skeletons came to life because <laughs> <laughs> seeing seeing Billy the zombie come from under the ground made me start saying like they came from under the ground and from all over like that's that's how that felt. Yeah, I mean I kind of lost interest a few scenes before this happened. Um but ul- <laughs> ultimately the witches are gone and uh everybody is safe. Billy goes back into his grave and Binks unfortunately is dead. <gasps> oh no. Oh, no. Except he comes back as a little spirit, as his little body form. I forgot that that kid was such a goofy-looking guy, and he's like, oh, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm going to go be with my yeah, sister now. Yeah, he's like, psych, I've wanted to die for three centuries. Yeah, and so uh, everybody's so, yeah, sad he... and then happy, and then it ends. And then it just ends, like, smash cut to, like, the parents coming out of City Hall that morning, like, wow, that that was a crazy party. Um, and then, uh, the last scene is, like, close-up of the book, the eye opens again, credits. Where are the kids? Oh, the kids who wandered to the house? Yeah, like, how are they gonna get home? Yeah, I think they walked off a cliff. (laughs) Uh, and so... (laughs) They all just, like, congregated inside that little house and just, like, came to and were like, why are we all here? Like, lemmings, they just kind of all, like, fell off an overpass. I like how Kenny Ortega was like, who gives a shit? I don't, I don't care about these kids. <laughs> Kenny Ortega's like, look, I'm getting a summer house in Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> and it's going to be great. Uh, so this movie is not good. Um, I'm sorry if you were scanning through channels and land on it. It's not good. It's, it's fine. It's not good. The only reason that it's a classic is that it is on all the time. Yeah, it's not terrible. Like, yeah. the performances of the three leads obviously can do a lot of work here, yes. but it's not good. No. Um, Nadia, you know what I'm going to ask. Is there a sequel to Hocus Pocus? There will be. There sure will. Coming 2022, Hocus Pocus. Uh, Hocus Pocus Part 2, director and Fletcher is attached. All three witches are signed on to return. I'm pretty excited about uh, that. This was a pretty um, <laughs> active day on Instagram for my friends who like pumpkin spice lattes. They were really <laughs> excited about this, and I was like, "Good for you, girl! I'd watch it." I mean, I love I love those actresses. I'll I'll watch anything they do. Yeah, um, and now I have two other spooky selections <gasps> for are there sequels? Ooh. Um, and of course, they're all Disney movies. They're all it's always Disney movies because nobody makes sequels like Disney. Is there a sequel to another staple of the spooky Disney catalog? Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, um I'm gonna say no. You are correct. There is not a sequel, probably because of how work intensive making the first one was. Yes. But what, The Corpse Bride is not necessarily a sequel, but it is in the similar style. It's a, it's a spir- spiritual sequel. It's a spiritual sequel. It is the moment 
where I first had an existential crisis and had a panic attack in the movie theater because I realized <laughs> that I would one day die. <laughs> I love that movie. It's really good, but it made me th- really think about my mortality. Corpse Bride is actually pretty good. I felt like I remember seeing it and like the first 15 minutes I was like, this kind of sucks, but like... It gets really it, good. For some reason, the timing the timing is just off in those first 15 minutes. It's actually a very good movie. It's really good and the um, soundtrack is but so good. Yeah, there, yeah. so there's not a sequel to Nightmare Before Christmas, but what is interesting is earlier this year, February 22nd, Disney Publishing announced that they were going to write a sequel as a YA novel oh. um, to Nightmare Before Christmas, written by Shay Earnshaw, uh, which will be told from the perspective of Sally, the ragdoll, uh, oh. who is voiced by Catherine O'Hara, of course, in the movie, um, and uh, will be told through her point of view with events taking place uh, after the film. Um, Pretty cool. Nightmare Before Christmas, I really like. Uh, Danny Elfman's music, I think, is outstanding. I have a little pin that I wear of Halloween of the mayor of Halloween Town, who's my favorite character in the movie. Uh, I got that pin at Disneyland. And um, I love when they do up the Haunted Mansion for Nightmare Before Christmas. It is another movie that when you think about it, you're like, this does have a long scene of Santa being tortured. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so now, Nadia, last one. Okay. Is there a sequel to, or is there, I should say, is there going to be a sequel to a movie that I think you and I both love very much, Coco? <gasps> I hope not. It's perfect the way it is. <laughs> you know, I think there's not going to be one. There's certainly not one announced. Um, oh, but I will say that there are a couple reasons why there probably won't be a sequel due to legal troubles that the film ran into when they were making it. Uh, yes, where they try to trademark D- Day of the Dead. Yes, so that was, that was the first thing. Is that the original title of the film was Dia de los Muertos, and they tried to trademark that name. And mm. every Mexican and Mexican-American person was like, what the fuck are you doing? Do not touch <laughs> the one time we can talk to our ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> right, but the other thing apparently is like, so the um, producers and writers like embedded in Oaxaca, uh, I'm going to say these wrong, Oaxaca and uh, Guanajuato uh, between 2011 and 2013 while they were writing the film, and they, like, hung out with families during this time to kind of, um, like, get a sense for how these families celebrate Day of the Dead and how they talk to each other and, and, you know, what the traditions are and things like that. So the character of Mama Coco is uh, based on a woman named uh, Maria de la Salud Ramirez Caballero from the village of Santa Fe de la Laguna, oh. um, which is in Michoacan. And, Michoacan. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, it's also Oaxaca. So, okay, that's helpful. Okay. Uh, and so Salud, uh, the woman that Mama Coco is based on, uh, didn't get a fucking dime for it <gasps> or any sort of credit or anything no. like that. Um, and, uh, what's interesting is, like, there's now increased tourism to the town to visit this woman, because they're like, you're the woman Mama Coco's based on. Oh, no. Um, and, and so, uh, Salud says, like, I don't, I, I don't want any money for it. Right. But I would like some sort of acknowledgement <laughs> that you based this character on me. 
Um, so for that reason, I'm going to say probably not going to be a sequel to Coco. Oh, that's so sad. But I mean, on par with this. Great movie, though. You know, the more, the more we watch things, well, the, okay. As a child, one loves Disney, (laughs) right? And the more I learn about it and the more we watch these live actions, I'm like, wow, it really is a corporation. And I, I really thought it was something that really... It was a corporation or a an entity that loved the things that it made, but that's not necessarily the case. Especially now, looking at Hocus Pocus and how kind of B-rated it, or like how half-assed it is. Yeah, and how it's like supposed to be this uh, iconic Halloween movie, and it's like no, it was just on all the time, and they paid for it right. to be on all the time on a network right. that they owned. That they own, <laughs> and and that hurts a little bit of like my childhood. <laughs> My childhood bone, it hurts. Uh, yeah. Uh, everything you love is fake, people. Um, everything sacred will be profaned. Capital ruins everything. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but there's one thing capital can't ruin, Nadia, and that's commonsensemedia.org. I just love people. Uh, so there are 98 kid reviews and 35 parent reviews, and all of them mention... Sarah mention Jess- Yabos. Yabos and... Uh, the word virgin. <laughs> People are freaked out about that. So I found a few. I found um, mixed reviews. Uh, the first one is from a 13-year-old who gives it five stars. Quote, awesome mm-hmm. Halloween movie. Parents are going crazy over, oh, no, the blonde witch has cleavage. If your kid hasn't seen cleavage, then they probably haven't gone outside. There is a word virgin that comes up a lot in the movie because it is crucial to the plot, but it's an awesome family-friendly movie. I think that's the most fair review of the ones I have here. Okay. Um, 17-year-old gives it three stars. And they said, virgin, seriously, beware I'm so confused. It's a word. Seriously? Yes, they do use it a lot. They also use the term yabos. I can see how this could be concerning. I put this is for 11 years plus because at that age, you should have heard of the term virgin before at least once. Hopefully this being when you were taught about sexual stuff at school. Yabos is different as from my understanding, the term was much more common in the 80s than it is now. To those of you who put 18 plus should watch have fun no have fun trying to shelter your kids from this kind of language at school not to scare y'all just being honest i'm i'm very sheltered have been all my life but as long as you understand that this This taking a turn (laughs) but as long as you understand this and are mature enough to do so this movie should be fine for you don't let anyone younger than 11 watch that i stick to what a what a review. It's all it's so interesting to watch people draw the line in a very specific place. It's like yeah. 10 too young. 11 fine. Yeah, that's when you start talking about periods in 6th grade. Um yeah. okay, so last one. This is from a parent. And they're a parent of a 9-year-old and they gave it 1 star, which I don't think I personally wouldn't give it 1 star. I would say 2 to 3. I, I'd probably say I it'd be 2, yeah. But this person was pissed. She said, this is a mom. We regret watching this lame, cliche-heavy turkey 
Apparently, it's quite popular at Halloween. Despite a few scary and sexier scenes, I think Practical Magic is a better movie with a better message of sisterhood, feminism, and unconditional family support. It also better handles the topic of persecution of women during the witch trials and how fear-mongering can lead to good girls getting thrown into the fire. This movie failed to do anything but make us yawn. And having just watched Practical Magic for the first time a a couple weeks ago, I agree. Practical Magic should be the Halloween <laughs> fest because it is spooky. There's like that one ghost guy that comes back at one point. Like, mm. I think yeah, I think we need to change it up a little bit. I think I think we need to fucking air this movie fewer than thirteen times <laughs> in prime time. Just put Practical Magic in its place. Yeah, get get the right to Disney. This one's easy. Get the rights to Practical Magic. <laughs> you probably already have them. Yeah. Uh, and that it is funny that like, cause Nightmare Before Christmas was a touchstone release, which is owned by Disney, but like they didn't want to put the Disney, uh, name on it because they thought it was too scary for, oh. uh, yeah. And then this movie, they're like, no, we can put Disney on this piece of crap. <laughs> it's scary in different ways. Yeah. In that it's uh, bad. Man. <laughs> in, that, in that you'll be scared at how bad it is. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, this one sucked. Um, I would say, you know, I'm. It, it was interesting to remind myself specifically why it sucked. Mm-hmm. I did not remember how horny it was. Oh my god, I the horniest! I did not remember Sarah Jessica Parker being like that, and now I'm never going to forget it. Maybe um, this was her so audition any- for Sex in the City. Right, because this is a pre-sex in the city, SJP, I'm pretty sure. I bet you when they were casting um, that, they were like, oh, you know what we should get? The horny witch from Hocus Pocus. The hor- <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, Kathy Najibi? And no, 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 no. No, 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 the other one. <laughs> the other one, but we should get Kathy Najibi to do a bit part about sucking dick. <laughs> and then they're like, why did we invite that guy to the writer's room? <laughs> Like, I was fired immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Any final thoughts, Nadia? Um, I don't understand why it is a classic, besides the fact that it was ingrained into our brains into being one. I think there are better family spooky movies. I mean, Jungle to Jungle's right there. That's scary in itself. (laughs) Man of the House, also scary in different ways. But I feel fear. (laughs) It's it's scary. Uh, it's scary that it um, has Italian people as the bad guys. <laughs> and, and and then Jungle to Jungle, it's the Russians are scary in their own way. You the know, the Russian mob is the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. So like, watch those instead. This one's fine. It made me want to eat candy. Yeah. What are your final thoughts? I'm gonna say don't watch this. Uh, also, don't watch Jungle to Jungle or Man <laughs> of the House. I did like there's a million things on streaming right now I don't know about spooky stuff but there's a million things on streaming yeah I don't I personally don't like to be scared so this is like my like the bar for me so check out literally anything else uh, and we look forward to seeing you next week when we'll be watching literally anything else (laughs) in the meantime uh, probably should have Facebook Twitter and Instagram probably should have at ko-fi ko-fi.com we'll have a link in the show notes if you want to support the show Uh, we will see you next week bye I'll put a spin on you because you're mine
better stop the things that you're doing I said watch out, I ain't lying Cause you're mine 